What's going on, everybody? This is the world's famous wrestling podcast. Yes, it is the Royal Club Wrestling Podcast. We are back with another episode. It is I, the ace that runs the place. And it is I, the franchise, a.k.a. the podcast tribal chief. What's going on, man? Man, nothing much, man. Just an ex- another exciting week, uh, last few weeks of wrestling to talk about. It is a good time in a sense, to be a wrestling fan. Yes. Even though at the tail end of this week, and we're going to get into it. Yeah, we're going to get into this to this topic. Very controversial, very dark, mm-hmm. but overall, it is a good time to be a wrestling fan, uh, in my opinion. I, like, we came, we came, we grew up in the era of the, of the Monday Night Roars. Yes. So, does this give you the same feeling it was back then now with the level of competition between AEW WWE. Yes and no. I say yes and no because like I there there is competition between the two of them, but it's not like a head to head competition like it was it's like Monday night yeah with with the Monday night wars. Yeah. You know, which I actually was watching last night and this morning. Um, just something to just go back and just watch. But watching that, you understood, or I understand why that was such a monumental time frame yeah. for us. Yes. Because it was literally being that, yo, Nitro starts at 8 o'clock. Yes, we had yes. we had yes. an hour to like watch. An hour to watch WCW, <laughs> and then, then right after that it was Monday Night Raw. Right, and you'll go back and forth. You know, you have the like the uh the what was the the go back yep. button on the yep. remote, so you'll go back from like WCW to uh, WWE or whatever like that. And you know, sometimes you might have Monday Night Football or whatever like that. So you had that you had to deal with. But yeah, I was just thinking about that, like how like, and back then we didn't have social media. So we had no. this, so as soon as we got done watching that, the next day we go to school, we talking about We talking about we it. Talking oh, we talking about it. We on the phone like, yeah. yo, did you, you see what's this? Like, you know, we did all that. And then what I used to do is I watched the first hour of Nitro and just completely once nine o'clock hits, I'm all raw. Yeah. Because Nitro will re-air right after. Right. Like as soon as it goes off air, it says replays it again. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, whatever I missed after nine o'clock, I'm gonna watch it <laughs> unless it was like the main event. And I was like, let me watch the main event right. of Nitro. And then it was like, you know, I was going to say, I was like, you were saying that. I'm thinking like, damn, man, because you had school. You had to go to bed by like a certain time. So you try to like sneak that one. You try to sneak it and stuff like that. Try to watch the, uh, the uh, what happened with WCW. That is true, though. They used to come on right after. Right, right after. after. So you could just catch up on what you missed or and whatever. And the same thing with Thunder. Thunder did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Thunder would be on. Then right after it, it'll jump right into the re the, the rerun. So, yep. um, so I do see the slight comparisons to it. Yeah, but it's not like a direct. I mean, NXT and AEW had that direct 
competition with one another. Yeah. Um, and everybody wants to, you know, proclaim that AEW won that war because look at what happened. They it was more so the rate, like the ratings. They won the ratings. They they won that part. But I think yeah. the whole other components that went to it were were weren't a result of AEW winning. Right. There was more. There was more other things in the play with that. And then, like, like I said, AEW's their, TNT. They're supposed to be moving to TBS. Right. You know what I'm saying? But so, then I was also, and I'm sorry to cut no, you, you off. Good. But I also watching the Monday Night Wars. They brought up something. They was like, yeah, like WCW when Nitro debuted, they were winning the 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 rating war. And this was before, you know, they Tony Tony Schiavone started. Dropping the spoilers because Raw used to be pre-taped. Yeah. So they already knew what was happening. Um, and I just thought about that. I was like, when something's new and it's fresh and it's 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 like a breath of fresh air, yeah, it's going to always generate more attention because now we have an alternative to what we're used to watching. Right. Which is why I feel like AEW was consistently winning those wars, uh, the rating wars between them and a, uh, NXT. And now you're starting to see that AEW now solely owns the Wednesdays. But you got to give it to AEW too. Like AEW, and it wasn't even like NXT was bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I think AEW just at that time, just had a better, like I said, they were fresh, they were new, and he had a better product than, than right. NXT. So and you got to you got to give NXT their props as well. Yeah, and and I give Tony Khan credit because he actually said this on his last latest episode when he was um, on Busted Open. Yeah, he had made a reference to it, and this is what I love about Tony Khan. But this is like kind of mentality that I've always had in life growing up he studied the past he studied what wcw did Mm -hmm. he studied what ecw did Mm -hmm. he studied studied what wwe did yeah but he picked up all the stuff that they did wrong and said okay i'm not going to do this i'm not going to do that right the one thing he said that he really got from paul Heyman was when paul Heyman was running ecw the reason why ecw was such a success and the fans loved it like ecw is one of those organizations that even to this day if you bring it up those fans of that organ are died like they would go to the end of earth for ecw He's like, because Paul listened to what the fans wanted. Paul listened. And Tony Khan's like, I'm listening to what the fans want, and I'm giving the fans what they want. And that's something that, like, as me growing up, I even used to say, like, I used to study, I used to look at what my brother did or what my cousins did, and I used to see how they would move, and I would tell myself, okay, I'm not going to do this because I see what... I seen what happened with that. Right. You know, and that's the same approach that I feel like Tony Khan's taking as far as the wrestling business goes. Yeah. And, and Tony Khan also, like, say he learned some things from Vince McMahon and, like, kind of, like, a lot of things that he is taking from Vince mm-hmm. 
to you know apply to AEW and make it as successful as hopefully one day as WWE is. Right, and another thing, and this is this is the this is the leverage that Tony Khan has that WCW didn't have. They Tony Khan has his own money. Yes, that's what. <clears throat> that's why everybody be like, <clears throat> fans will be like, oh man, you know. Because I was thinking about this yesterday. These, you know how people be like, oh, man, you know, WWE is going to buy AEW. Remember with the comment that Triple H had? They're like, oh, the, he, the Vince McMahon is going to buy this pissant company and this, that, and the third. But I was like, yo, Tony Khan got his own money. Tony Khan got big money. Okay? Like, this ain't no dude. This ain't no family that's coming in there with no small change. Like, they got the they got NFL money. They got soccer money. I don't, they got money. And they, got, they got money. And the only reason why they're on TNT is he, he was like, TNT is just the network. That's all we're that's all we use them for. It's just to for a net or for a national broadcasting. That's the only reason why. Yeah. Other than that, everything they have their own money. So when they went to TNT, they already had their money frontlined, front load. So right. they didn't, they they weren't expecting for TNT to Give them any money. Yeah, he was like, his pops gave him like 100 M's. He was like, yo, we need 100 M's <laughs> to make this work. Your pops was like, all right, got you. Like, this ain't nothing to me. Like, dude, that's... So that's why that's why I'm like, you know, I I want to see AEW succeed. And they're starting to... I'm, I'm paying more attention to them. And I'm watching what they're doing. And they're doing a lot of stuff. Like, they're doing a lot of things that are generating that buzz and creating that buzz and it's just like i said it's it's just a good time it's a breath of fresh air it's time you know yes. we haven't had this and then something that you we would say from time to time is iron sharpers iron the aew now as much as wwe can say oh aew we're not looking at them as competition this that, and the third they're making a lot of moves a lot of actions are being made off of, off of what AEW was doing. So, like I said, the Iron Shop, now WWE's like, okay, now we got to pick up the pace. We got to start doing better because AEW is, even if they're not, okay, they, they, killing, they killing Raw. To some, like I said, they're not on the same date, but Monday Night Raw, they got AEW on uh, Dynamite on Wednesdays. If AEW Dynamite on Wednesdays is beating Raw, now you're gonna have to be like, okay, how can we make Raw better? Because Raw's been, let's be honest, Raw's been trash for a long time, and this is before, like, this been years that Raw has been trash. I've said it on this. I've said it on here, man. The flagship show is no longer the, Raw. The flagship show is SmackDown. Yeah. It's been like that for a while. <laughs> it's been like that for a long time. And let's be real, if if it wasn't for Roman, SmackDown right now. SmackDown is Roman's show. That is his show. He is the man. He is the he is the reason people are glued in watching that show. But Raw has been asked for a long time. So now WWE is like, yo, we got to start picking up the pace. We got to start making some moves. Start trying to improve prove Raw somehow, mm -hmm. some way. That's why they give Big E the title. We gonna talk about that. We gonna talk about that. We go. We go. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of moves that's being made because of results of what AEW is doing. Okay. Do you so it's a, do, the iron sharper that iron thing we talk you talked about all the time? Do you want to get into that right now? What? Well, 
I know I, I said I don't know I feel like I, may, I said it too early but do you want to talk about it right now we, we can jump right into it man but okay. before we do that man we, we have to do this we have to Biggie definitely deserved it. Yes, he did. He definitely yes, deserved he it. Big congratulations. Big round of applause for Biggie Langston. And I salute. said Langston. Yes. <laughs> salute. So we could salute him for winning the WWE title. Monday night, cashing in. He made the announcement on Twitter saying that he was going to go forth and do this and cashed in. And you spoke a little bit about it. You did give him his his congratulations on on the pod, the previous pod that we did, that yeah. you did. Yeah. That, and then, but you said that we were going to talk about. Yeah, because I know there's some things that you probably had to add on to. We can yeah. just, just discuss it with, together. So you said something earlier in regards to you feeling like they gave the title to Biggie now as a result of AEW. Yes. I tend to disagree with that. I don't think it was AEW because, like we said, they're not competing. Monday night is not competing. Raw is not competing with AEW because there's not an AEW show on Monday nights. Yeah, just the YouTube joint, the YouTube stuff they got, yeah. but not, not like on national TV. Yeah. In my opinion, because of football, and they're looking at their demographic. They're not just looking at AEW. They're looking at the whole Monday night scene. Yeah. So now you have Monday Night Football back. Now you have people like wrestling fans being like, you know, it's Monday and Monday's been trash, like we said. But now you have an alternative the from NFL, Raw, yeah. which is the NFL. So let's go ahead and. If, if you're not an NFL fan, if you just do like fantasy football, that's enough for you to be like, yo, let me tune in. And let's not front. The Monday night game was kind of good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of good. So for them to, I feel like it was in response to Monday night football. Right. I don't, I don't feel like it was in response to AEW's because like I, it's two different days. Yeah. You know, so I, I, that's why I don't feel like it was like that. But they were saying, well, they was, well, rumors was because of AEW Dynamite beat them, I think, the previous week. But how, ratings, but something like they beat Raw and what? Because like you said, because you you looking at the days, but I think they're just yeah. looking at it like, like Monday Night Raw is was supposed to be the flagship show of right. WWE. Dynamite is the flagship show of AEW. Mm -hmm. Let's compare, you know, apples and oranges or something like that and see how, you know, AEW did one point like seven, I don't know, whatever, like right. 1. 7, whatever. And Raw only did this, whatever, like that. So, you know, but I've been saying, like, listen, whatever, whatever the reason why WWE is like, yo, we got to start changing some stuff on Raw. Cause Raw has been butt for a long time. Hey, I'm talking about evolution, <laughs> even before evolution been but it has been for a long time but we just kind of never really paid in i won't i won't say we didn't pay we paid in mind but, but we kind of just like we tolerated it yeah but now you have these alternatives now you see all these wrestling promotions starting to really get their get their uh 
feet on the ground or whatever like that really started to catch fire or whatever and then you got to say the, the big the second big fish in the pond mm-hmm. the AEW now I was like oh oh we got some competition now and stuff and you start WWE start releasing folks and AEW start signing folks it's like hey hey we got something going on here yeah you know so so I mean so would you would you uh, would you say that giving Biggie the title right now was the right call? Uh, I only think is I wished that Big E made like when he won it, he made it kind of like known like I'm not. It's between SmackDown or Raw, Universal or WWE. You know, he was just on SmackDown. All that time until recently that he just went on until Raw. He, yeah, until he made that decision. But I kind of wish he kind of had like that, kind of like that bounce back and forth. Like, let me go I, on. I see what you're you know saying. What I mean? Like, like kind of have that little, well, I can, kind of like with the Royal Rumble. Like, yeah. I can I can fight for this title or yeah, I can go like, for this title. Yeah, like he never made no, he never made no announcement until that day, that mm-hmm. Raw, that last, this last week Raw, when he was like, okay, I'm going to be on Raw and do this. And then it was like, there was, like I said, like his New Day brothers was getting pounded by Bobby Lashley religiously, you know, and you saw what happened with Kofi and stuff. So it's like, yo, I would have wished they just, like I said, that that storyline would have been more worked on or whatever like that. So you see, okay, well, Biggie came here. I, mean, I came here for a reason because Bobby Lashley was doing this to my friends and, you know, and, and as much as I want to beat Roman, as much as I would love to be the one to beat Roman, I gotta help my boys, you know what I'm saying, and and then it's the possibility of the hurt lock. I mean, the hurt the hurt business coming back together because there was a tweet with um, Cedric Alexander saying like, "Yo, you kind of like need us now" type stuff. Like, mm-hmm. so you could possibly we could see that happening or whatever, and then we could have that hurt business versus the new day storyline come back together, whatever like that. So, yeah, I mean, I I don't think it's a I don't think it was a bad move, but I just wish he'd have worked on. The story. You wish. You wish the story was more. Yeah, developed. Yeah, like yeah, because it's just like I just came here. I'm. I'm a beat. And then, like I said, he wanted when he said at the Rumble when he fought Bobby Lashley for a little bit. He's like, yo, I never thought about really like fighting. Like now, I'm like, okay, you know, big meaty men slapping me, <laughs> bumping me. And he wanted, you know, Bobby Lashley's a big dude. So he was like, yeah, all right. Yeah. So um. It it was for me. I think it I'm I'm in agreement with you. I feel like it was it should have been told differently. I, I spoke about it even in the video that um I released for the Royal Club Instagram page when I talked about Biggie winning those was the money in the bank um recap. And I was speaking about it and I had mentioned how I Knew that Big E was going to cash in on the WWE title, but I just wish that there was more to it. Like you said, you know, instead of him just always being showing up on SmackDown, teasing that I'm going to cash in on Roman. Yeah. He needed to be, you know, more on Raw being like, yo, you know, or just if it was one time, just a one time shot. Yeah, that's. 
That would have been even good, better one time. You know, one time Bobby down. out there cutting his promo, and then all of a sudden Biggie come out, yeah. and Biggie's like all laughing and stuff. But then Biggie, you see Biggie get serious and be like, you know, you took my brothers out, yeah, and now I have the meal ticket that can take you out, yeah. you know, type of thing. And you never know when I'm gonna come. You never know when I'm going to appear. Like right, right now, you never know, and. I, I agree. So it's just you even saying that. Just think about the 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 promos, the mic skills of a Big E and MVP going kind of like having that going back and forth that 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 relationship right there. So that would have been that great been, to see that. That would have yeah. been great to see that. You know. So, but that's neither here nor there. You know, Bobby uh, Big E is now WWE champion. Do you want to get into like, some more of the reaction? Or do you want to give uh, or do should we go into more about Bobby Lashley? For Let's. A bit. Well, we we basically we already gave our reaction, you know. Yeah. Um. Well, I we kind of did. I'm not gonna lie. Like I ain't gonna lie. Listen, grown ass man over here, 35 yeah. years old. Yeah, man. Listen, shed some tears yeah. when I yeah. <laughs> when yeah. I see Biggie win. You know, yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I because I fell asleep. Like I got home. You know, I had class. I. Three classes long on Monday, day. you know, long day. Come home, watch a little bit of Raw. It was like, all right, I'm going to try to stay up to watch the finale. I'm going to watch the main event. I was gone. Woke up in the middle of the night, seen my brother text me. Was like, "What? what's this? And I was like, I'm looking. I'm like, oh, I'm like Biggie One. I was just kind of just, because I was half asleep. Like, oh, Biggie One, all right. Woke up again, getting ready. See my boy, my boy Jeff hit me up. Was like. I'm not crying. You're crying. And I had the photo of Biggie with the title. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I forgot. So I watched it. Yeah. I watched the clip. And I'm like, yo, I ain't crying. <laughs> I'm like, I ain't crying. I ain't shedding tears. You cry. Right. You cry. I ain't no bitch. <laughs> like, right. I ain't about to do this. But to see that and what really got me was seeing Kofi and Xavier. Right. To seeing them come together and then like there's a part where they're holding each other and at first they're like faces all in the camera but then like Big E kind of puts his head down and then they put their head down too and it's like that moment where they're locked in and they're like just talking I can only imagine what they're saying to each other. Right. You know and then you know I at the end of the show, we, we got a little something, but seeing that clip of them talking backstage and, you know, just seeing how Big E was like, yo, I remember when we were fighting just to get on TV and you could hear his voice about to crack, like he was about to get emotional because he's just like, yo, we really fought to get where we are right now and everybody's got their shine, but the one that I think is going to hit both of us is when Xavier gets that push. Dude, listen. When Xavier listen, gets that push, got, and he don't even need the heavyweight title. Just give him the United States title or the Intercontinental title. I got a question about that. First of all, Xavier Woods is the type of friend every dude needs. Every, every guy needs that <laughs> Xavier Woods type of dude. Like, like I said, like the new day is like a comp, it's like a combination of our like of our personalities. Like all of them. We relate to all three of them, but I feel like Xavier Woods is like the more cop, your more your out. Like Xavier Woods reminds me, 
like Biggie's antics and goofiness is you. Yeah. But Xavier Woods is like all of you. Yeah. You know? So, so <laughs> but I was saying this. I know we don't want to see no possible heel turns and nothing like that. But wouldn't Xavier Woods be the perfect one to turn heel on the new, on his brothers? It's a, he has the mic skills. He does. He has the wrestling skills. All he would need is just like maybe like another maybe like another person with him or something like that yeah. to kind of help him out. I'm not saying it would happen, but would Xavier Woods he would. be the perfect he would. candidate he out would. of them three to just be like, you know what? I'm jealous. I want this shine. I want the I, I deserve this. I have the, you know what I mean? Like, I'm the intelligent, whatever, the brains, the architect Mm -hmm. of the new day. He would be the, I don't want to see it. I don't think it should happen. But if it was to happen, Xavier Woods would be the perfect person for that. Well, they already said, they already said that, WWE's already confirmed, Vince has already made the, the decision that New Day is never going heel or they're never really going to break up. There's too much money invested in New Day. Right. You know? And on top of that, it'll be kind of hard to... With the podcast. Yeah, with the podcast and everything the stuff going. they got going on. So it'll, but I'm just, I'm I just know, saying... I know what you're saying. I'm just saying, <laughs> if you were to go that route, because everybody would want Kofi. Because everybody would want Kofi. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you got to look at Xavier. Right. Because he's the, out of all of them, he's the one that's never held a singles title. And he's never held a singles title. And I was like, yeah, just to get, because I remember he talked about that. He said his dream, one of his dreams were for them to all hold a title, a singles title at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that could happen. It could. That could very well much happen. Because you could say it like, yeah, him can, he can, like, him winning the United States title. Kofi like Kofi. I don't know what Kofi title was. He would have to go to like. He would have to. He would have to get. They would have to. They would have to split them up again. To split them up again for him to get the Intercontinental title yeah. or something like that. But also, I was thinking too. Like I wish the Cruiserweight title was more out there because Woods could win the Cruiserweight title. He could. He could. So, um, so just watching that, seeing seeing them embrace and have yes. that have that love for one another was was definitely a big thing and then Big E being and this was this was a really it was a talked about situation and people kept like this a couple of Facebook pages that I'm on talked about it and I had to kind of clarify it and a few other people clarified it too where it was that Big E is the only Becoming the only fourth African American to hold the WWE title. Yes, because he originally said six. I saw somebody said six. Right, but it was the it was the WCW belt. It was the world title. It was the world yeah. title. So I was like, I don't really count that because that was w- originally WCW's belt. Right. So I can't really count that. So now you talk about WWE's championship. Yeah, I'm like only four. I'm like wow. Yeah, Rock, Kofi, Bobby, and now Biggie. And then somebody caught, bro, like, somebody was like, well, what about Ron? Like, what about Ron Simmons? And I was like, well, Ron Simmons won the WCW world title when he was in WCW. And even though WWE has bought the license, bought all their, bought everything, 
he's not in their archives as a WWE champion, even though they bought, you know, all that. And I was like, and, and this is where for me, their hall of fame is kind of iffy because in the hall of fame, the WWE hall of fame, they brought up his WCW accolades saying, Oh, you know, he was the first wrestler. He was the first African-American wrestler to win the world title. So they brought up all that. And it's like, so which you include his accolades for Hall of Fame, but when it comes to like the historical events, like title holds and things like this, you don't put them in there. So I'm, I'm so you so you even saying that so because well I'm like because it wasn't because it's WCW, do you because you know it was WCW, it's not WWE right. even though they bought them right. That's still WCW. Yeah. So you figure like WWE is just like nah fuck WCW. But, like yeah, because then when you look at the title, the world title, it, they they obviously they changed it from WCW to the WWE World Heavyweight Title. Um, but I don't, did they even call it the World? Or was it? It was like it was like the WWE WWE champion was just the WWE Championship. Okay, it was and the WWE Championship, and then, and then the, the WCW was the World Heavyweight okay. Championship. So it was like. The WWE was you're the champion of the WWE, <laughs> but but you're, if you're the, if you have that title, you're the world's. Cha- I don't know. It's like it's weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, so it's I just weird name, so. you know I, I'm just very you know happy to see that. And I don't know if you caught SmackDown on Friday uh, when he came out. Yeah, he came out to, and he came out with the. With the, the Fuji's joint, yeah, I'm like, yo, his joint, yo, his joints be tight. I, I mess know. with that, man. He so got the hip hop. It, it was definitely background stuff. That was definitely something to to that I looked at and was like, wow, that's that's great. But man, we we got to do it, man. We got to give Bobby Lashley yes. his flowers. Bobby, Bobby this deserves man, it, man. This man held that title for since what was that Chamber? Yeah, since Elimination Chamber. Um, actually the Monday after Elimination Chamber. Yeah, he beat Miz. Yeah. And they said that when he got backstage, everybody applauded him, congratulated him, everything. And that's great to see because Bobby Lashley, you know, like I've said in the past, wasn't the biggest Bobby Lashley fan when he first came out. He won me over with him when I started catching a little bit of what he was doing in TNA. And then getting back to the main roster, getting back to the WWE, and then doing what he did, having this run with MVP and everything. I can see, and we're not going to get into the draft because it's not in our outline, but obviously I feel like him and Big E is going to continue at least some storyline. I think after Extreme Rules, you're going to, it's going to, gear more towards him and Goldberg. Cause I think that we are going to see Bobby versus Biggie at extreme rules. Yeah. And we may get a Goldberg appearance, um, which then is going to continue this, that story between them, Bobby and uh, Goldberg. But, and I was like, what a great way to kind of like, cause what Goldberg said, like, I'm not even focused. I'm not focused on the title. I'm focused on hurting Bobby Lashley. So now Bobby doesn't have the title. 
Right. So now you can just like, all right, so now this is conf- it's confirmed that Goldberg's going to beat Bobby Lashley. For yeah. sure. Because now he can just like, I'm, I'm worried about no title or nothing. Like, I'm just worried about beating this man up. So when he fight, it's just going to be Goldberg's going to win. He's going to get his W. I believe what? That's, what that, that's his, what, two matches of this year? No, he's already had three. He's broke. He, he's already had two matches because he had to match at Roy Rumble against Drew. Mm-hmm. He had Bobby. And now this is going to be a third one. He's always he was only supposed to do two matches, but he's doing this one, which then makes me feel like next year, whatever he's doing, which I know it, I, I have a feeling I know what it's, it's going to involve a title. And it's going to involve Roman. And like I said before, he's going to take his ass in the back like old Yeller and put his ass to sleep. <laughs> and that's it. That's the end of Goldberg. Goldberg is gone. Finito. Finito. Never to be seen or right. heard from again. Mm-hmm. So. Um, At least that's your wish. Yeah. That's that is my your wish. wish. With, with also me be making it be clear, this is, I'm not, this is me as a, as a wrestling fan talking to the character of Bill Goldberg. Um, plus, I don't, we also got to take into account, I don't want to see Goldberg do anything to harm or hurt Roman. Roman yes. Yeah. Because if that happens... Oh man! But I was like, "Yo, could we possibly? Could you, <laughs> yo? What if Roman, if he like Goldberg did something, Roman, and we just see if I, because I never really can't mad, I can't really recall a time where I really seen Roman get mad. But could you imagine if Roman just said, you know what? I'm about to pull a fucking Bill Go. I mean, a Brock Lesnar. I'm about oh. to take these fucking gloves off, and I'm about to. Oh, know, I thought uh, I thought you were talking about when um. Brock had uh, with Braun. Oh yeah, with the jaw. Yeah, he he straight cleared him. Like I remember that. Yeah, um, no, I'm talking about. I'm talking about. You know what happened with Brock taking the gloves off? Yeah, yeah. It's, I can. I mean, if that if that was to happen, you know, it would be very interesting. Yeah, very interesting to see. But um, when uh, angry Samoan? Yeah, yeah. Woo, that'd be something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, just. Bobby, man, well-deserved. Well, I feel like this is not his only title run. I think that he's going to have another push. Yeah, and I was like, man, Bobby's, what, like 40-something? In yeah. his 40s? Yeah. I'm like, yo, this man, look, he look good, man. He look good. Be- now, because you brought that up, and it made me think about it, because you just said he's 40. Edge has got to be in his mid, mid-40s. Is... Do we feel like the prime stage of wrestlers now is like in their forties? You know what? I remember Big E was talking about that. Like he was saying, because Big E started, I think Big E started wrestling later. Yeah, in life or whatever like that. But he said once you get to like, yeah, but once you get to like mid thirties, mm-hmm. close to like, he's like, especially in your forties, he's like, man, I'm just getting started. Right. You know what I mean? And like, I'm just looking at the the physical. If you look like a, a Bobby, like, listen, if I look like a Bobby Lashley. <laughs> At forty, I feel like I can do anything. I feel like I feel like Bobby Lashley can wrestle until he's fifty. Look at The Rock. The Rock's not even in wrestling like right. like that, but it's freaking it's freaking huge. <laughs> can you only imagine. <laughs> but um, but I I think Triple H is in great. I mean, oh, I know we're gonna talk about. But, yeah, you know, he he was he was in great shape. Yeah, too. he he was he was. Um, 
Yeah, I just I feel like I think Finn is in his forties. I think Finn yeah, just Finn, Finn is up there in his I in think his forties. Turn forty. Or um, something like that. Kofi's forty. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Omega, I think, is up there in forty. Christian. So you so, got a couple. You got so a couple. I'm, start, I'm starting yeah. to think like the mid, like mid to late thirties, then going to forty. It's like when you're at your your peak. Yeah. You know, or your prime. Especially if you can get a light schedule. If you can get a light schedule. And that's that's what I think also is helping them now is the the scheduling. Yeah. Especially I think with, with COVID now, with, with pandemic and everything, mm-hmm. I think that it really has preserved the bodies yeah. of these of these wrestlers because now it was just in one spot. Yeah. The whole the, time. You're only in that one spot. You're not really doing as much um there's really not that much wear and tear on the body. Yeah, not a lot of traveling and stuff like that. Like I said, it was in Florida. You could just like, like Big E said, he lived in Tampa. He could just go to right, boom, run from Tampa, wherever his house at, and, and over there and just drive to, to the performance center and drive right back. And he good, like, you know, like an hour drive. Yep. So, moving on from, from the Big E, unless you had anything else to say about the title picture... Bobby. Um, no, I'm just like, like I said, shout out to WWE for having two male black, you know, black male wrestlers holding the title in the, you know, the last few years, you know, last, you know, even Kofi as well, uh, Bianca, um, Sasha, um, I know, I know Bailey's, uh, Puerto Rican, but you got to get Bailey here, you know, I mean, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Isaiah Swerve Scott, mm-hmm. um, who else was who else? I mean, shoot the immortal R Truth, the the forty four hundred time twenty four seven champion Apollo Cruz. Um, it's been a bunch of like black wrestlers and and Big getting e, some success in in, in business. Big E spoke about that, and he I'm trying to. Yeah, because he was saying something that's not like a quota they're trying to meet or something like yeah. that. Yeah, like a real. This is like something that's that's earned, not given. Just you know what I mean? Just because while we're trying to appease to the black audience and stuff like that, it's just like yeah, you got talented black uh, wrestlers, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like there are people being recognized and stuff like that. Like you say, you have Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair headline of WrestleMania. You know what I mean? And 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 you we seen videos of of seeing like little girls dressed up as Bianca Belair, little girls dressed up as Sasha Banks, you know, guys, you know, you know, men can kind of like, like, I I hate the black nerd type of thing, but it's right. like those guys are like in, in that kind of like in that in that realm can, can like look at people like the New Day, but like yo, I relate to that because I'm into that. Right. Or then now you got Isaiah Sword Scott and um Hit Row and NXT and that's more the the hardcore gangster hip hop type of thing like that. And you got that side of it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so you got like different flavors of black blackness in wrestling. And, and then and then you got you got okay, so you bring up the you bring up the new day and them being the 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 nerds. I say this sci fi sci fi blacks. Right. Yeah. So you have those, and you have the hit row, who is you know more ur- urban. I hate yeah. using that term too. More urban. Yeah. Hip hop. But then you have the street profits in the middle. I forgot. Damn. My bad. I forgot about you the, got street, the profits. street profits in the middle. Who is is a mix of both. Yeah. You know, 
and speaking of that too, even like Montez and and Bianca, you see like that black love, that mm-hmm. that that marriage, and Keith Lee and me and him, you got a black half black Asian woman, and you got this black man, this big <laughs> massive black man who's right. black, but it speaks so elegantly and it speaks so Shakespeare like and and, <laughs> and and he's they're married and you see me like you know Naomi the, the you know uh you know her and uh, you got uh who else um it's a bu- like, it's a bunch it's it's a lot of blackness in wrestling that's really like dope that you see in it right and and you're seeing it and it's it's being put out there yeah it's not like hidden it's like we're we're seeing all this yeah and it's great to see, and that's why, like, that's why for me, I say, for me, once again, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan because of all the representation that we're seeing out there. Yeah, you know, of people of color. So, anybody that wants to make issues of certain situations that occur have to take an account. It's not the end. Yeah, you know, when people got upset because Bianca Belair and everything, but it's like it's not the end. She right. she she has a bright future. And, and, you know, Bobby Lashley, he's going to win the title again. Yeah. Would you honestly rather see Bobby versus Brock for a title? Or does that Bobby versus Brock just namesake alone bring people in? Right. You know, you don't need a title for them two to fight because it was never about a title for them. Yeah. Bobby was just calling them out because Bobby's like, yo, I want the smoke. Yeah. <laughs> So, you don't like I said. You don't need that title. Um, and then, like, shoot, like you bring you bring Dwayne back into the fold, and come on, like the most elect, like, dude, you get chills with the Rock. You do. Like, that's what that's what you get with the you Rock, do. man. You know what I mean? Speaking, I'm um, not speaking of the Rock, but you brought up you brought up Keith Lee, and and it made me think about it because I was sitting there thinking, like, damn, like. Who can Biggie feud with? If you bring Keith Lee back, right, and you bring Keith Lee back as a heel, and you bring Keith, do you bring Keith Lee back to with Mia? Mia's on SmackDown. Trey, you can always the draft sneak, is coming. Trey, the draft that little is, sneak, that little sneak move. But it's like, cause she hasn't wrestled in it. I'm about to guile off like <laughs> I'm about to say it's like. She got traded. No one really said anything about it. She hasn't been seen and got no. But we also learned that she she had COVID or not. She didn't have COVID, but he had COVID. So you know she had to kind of yeah. You know, and they're married, so you know right. she wanted to so, take her on a husband. So she could she could go over there. Um, but Keith, ooh, Keith Lee as a heel though, yeah. But Keith Lee as a heel. See what that looks like. And they was talking about Keith Lee joining the Hurt business. Right. You know, but it would be kind of interesting to see, like, okay, if you bring Keith Lee in the Hurt Business and then now he's facing Biggie, how does Bobby feel about that type of thing? Right. You know, unless you do what, like, Heyman did at one point when he was managing Punk and Brock and... uh, Curtis Axel. Curtis Axel and and all them other people. Like, he was still... Working with whoever, so it'll be interesting to see. But that's the first part I thought of. I was like Keith Lee, because I, man, especially if like you did it where Keith Lee took out, it, if they did the if they took the Bobby storyline, applied to Keith Lee, 
But Keith Lee turns it up a notch because we never seen Keith Lee as a heel. Turns up a notch, plays them out. Which then brings Big E. And now we finally get to see what we wanted to see in Bobby and Big E. But now we see in Keith Lee and Big E. Right. And seeing that kind of promos and things like that between them two. Like what you just said, man. Keith Lee is like a Shakespearean actor. And the wordplay that this man can do with... Right. With, with Big E right. and Big E's intensity. And Big E's intensity and his wordplay and how he... Go, you know, and then like I said, you have, you know, Xavier Woods get, you know, his wordplay and everything mm-hmm. like that. Then you, like I said, you add MVP to the situation. You know what I'm saying? So that kind of like plays, you know, plays a major part into it. So, and then it's like, dude, like, like, dude, but like, how, like, Keith Lee destroying. Listen, he could destroy Kofi, but you know, Xavier Woods is the one that's like, yo, like. Put me through the put me through the ringer. You know what I mean? Like he's gonna be the one that I get put through a table, get hit on the stairs, all the time. And Xavier Woods gonna sell it. Oh yeah, he's gonna sell it. You know what I mean? And then you had Big E coming out like, "Yo, you destroyed my brothers and all the other stuff like that." You get that? You see that that seriousness that you want to see out of mm-hmm. out of Big E with just off of that with him and Keith Lee and stuff. And then it's like you just see this Keith Lee that we never seen before. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. but it could be like so, just like let's say, just that he could be like that that evil guy, but it's like he just talks so elegant <laughs> and smooth, and it's just right. like I am limitless. Just a man like him having Big E or grabbing him by the throat, like one of them by the throat, like I am limitless and stuff like that. <laughs> it's just like high. It's just like like an evil. Like just like an evil villain, like a like a, I want to say like a, like who's a good villain, like a Doctor Doom type vibe. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like just that that like Doc Ock, Doctor okay. Octopus, because mm-hmm. he's very intelligent dude. So I'm like Doc Ock could be a Keith Lee type of thing. Shout out to Spider Man. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so. Moving on from from WWE, let's uh, because since the last pod that we did, um, AEW had their all out event. Um, what was your what was your thoughts on it? I had predictions that AEW all out was going to be better than SummerSlam, and I felt like it was better than SummerSlam. Okay. It did do good numbers. I'm not saying like SummerSlam was trash, right? But I think I think with just I mean listen man just having Punk, CM Punk come back, that just gives you that gives you can, major points. Can I piggyback off of what you just said? Yeah, because you said AEW All Out was good, best. You said that I'm not saying that SummerSlam was bad. Yeah, SummerSlam wasn't, can it wasn't we, bad. Can can we like stop when with with people that say because one show was like we we raved that SummerSlam was good, mm-hmm. and now that we're saying or you're saying that AEW, yeah, I feel like all, all, all out, out was, was better. Was better. Yeah. Can we? And I'm not saying that you said this because you didn't, but I've seen a lot of people, and this is why I had my rant fickle about. <laughs> The fans, because it's like, 
if one event was better than the other one, it's not saying that the other one was trash. It's like right. that's instantly what people think. It's like, yo, oh, SummerSlam was trash in comparison to All Out. No, yeah. it's it was not trash. Basically, <laughs> I, I know what you're saying because, listen, I had to go back to the Donda CLB certified lover boy thing. But I was like, me and my friend was talking about it on Facebook because he was like, we was we was talking about it on Facebook today. It was like something happened. Well, Kanye was doing something. Kanye did something, whatever, like that. And I went and replied. I was like, oh yeah, remember that time when Drake tore his ACL on stage? It was something where Kanye was oh, he was running on stage. It was like an old performance. Yeah. We see it when Kanye was running on stage. But I was like, yo, he I was I was like, yo, he he stayed on beat. He stuff like that. <laughs> he ran on stage. I'm like, dude, like that's you know, you just you just that energy, you just feeling it or whatever. But I was like, yeah, bro. Like, remember when Drake tore his ACL on stage, whatever, like that, skipping and jumping on stage. I don't know what Drake was doing, but he tore his ACL mm-hmm. or whatever. And then he was like, well, Certified Lover Boy did better than Donda, whatever, like that. And I was like, well, that doesn't, I'm like, well, okay. I'm like, okay, that doesn't mean to me, like, Donda's trash. Right. You know what I mean? But he was like, to him, Donda was trash. Like, his opinion was like, Donda's trash. I'm like, okay, that's, I'm cool with that. I'm not sitting here like I'm not gonna have this argument. Oh, listen, bro. If that's your opinion, cool. I respect your opinion. I listen to both albums. I'm a Kanye fan. I'm gonna have my, my bias is gonna be I like Kanye, I like Donda better than CLB. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's that. Like to say what you're saying with um Summer Slim all out. Listen, man, if you team WWE, if you wave that flag and SummerSlam to you was the greatest pay-per-view. This year, whatever, they dude, that's cool. But you know, when you see all out, they'd be like, Well, all out was trash and stuff like well, all out was better. So that makes some of them trash. No, it doesn't. It's like that was a great show. I enjoyed watching SummerSlam. I enjoyed All Out. They were both great, but like I said, like my prediction at that time was all out was gonna be better. Which is what like I, I think when you have a, a title. And I think that's why Tony Khan pays attention, even to the little things. You have a title. You have a name of a pay-per-view called All Out. Yeah. That's what you have to do. You have to go all All out. out. Like, from everything from, you know, to me, everybody says that their favorite match was the tag team cage match. Yeah, the Lucha Brothers and the Young Brothers. Which, as I watched it, I felt... Very much like how Bully Ray feels about the Young Bucks, where they're nothing but hot spots. They're, they're, you know, I, they're, I don't want to use the term, but I'm going to say it. Spot monkeys, you know, where they're all for the spots. They're all for the big pops. They're all for the big moments. Yeah. And you take away the psychology of in-ring matches. But you need those matches on a card. Like, you do need those matches that are going to just be nothing but spots, be nothing but high-flying shit and, and oh, my God's in the, you know, mama mia, yeah, like, all yeah. that. You know, you're, you need those moments to kind of balance out yeah. the card. Um, I I enjoy, like, that wasn't to me my, that wasn't my favorite match. Oh, like, yeah, and by the way, I think Ray Phoenix 
is going to be a major player in wrestling if he gets his chance to be like a solo mm-hmm. guy. He has a lot of talent. He does. In that ring. That dude is special. He is. He is. Um, and obviously the big news coming out of All Out was the debut of three people. Um, Ruby Soho. Mm-hmm. Who made her debut during the Casino Battle Royale? Yeah, for the number one contender. For the number one contender for the AEW Women's title. title. Yep. You know, I was a little surprised because I thought the the iconics, yeah, the inspiration, the inspiration. I thought that they were going to be there, but thinking about it. They look like they're coming, if they do come back, they're coming back as a tag team. Yeah. You can't really have a tag team in a battle royale like that. Yeah. You know? So, I think they're going to go into it a different way. Um, But AEW does have women's tag teams, right? No, NWA Power does. Okay, so... NWA Power does and Impact does. Okay, so they may be making their rounds around there. Yeah. Until... Or or they may show up and they may introduce, like, Tony Khan may say, hey, we have... We're about to start a tag team division in the women's women's, uh, division for AEW. And then we had the... Not the surprise debut because everybody knew that this was going to happen. Yeah, Adam Cole showing up and Brian Danielson showing the American up. Dragon. The American Dragon came out looking like a mini Brock with the hair. Uh, what what do you think before I go into this this rant about AEW fans and? This well, I, got, I, I I was gonna say, how do you feel about the man bun? With <laughs> these guys, <laughs> the, the the man, the man ponytail with these. Brock don't look look. Brock Brock looks scary, but it's kind of like Brock. I'm like, oh man, you gotta get that. You gotta, we gotta get that classic Brock cut. Brock looks like a Viking. Yes, that's exactly what he, he looks like a Viking. He looks like he's been a man in the woods, chopping lumber down, fighting bears, fighting bears. Killing bears. Right. <laughs> Winning every match he had with a Winning bear. Winning every match with bears, wolves, coyotes, moose, you, moose bucks, you name it. <laughs> Bob, Bobcats. He taking, like he taking all of them to Suplex City. Right. You know, that's what he's doing. And it brings that intimidation to him because of that. But I just know that once he gets in the ring and he starts to actually wrestle, it just look weird. See it flopping. Yeah. But you asked me what was my what's my reaction to what? Um, their their debuts. Uh, like I said, we knew we knew that those people were coming. I didn't know Ruby Ruby Soho was coming. I thought it was going to be somebody else. And I honestly thought Lana was going to show up. But I saw Lana, I think it was in L.A. somewhere. Lana was somewhere else. Because I thought she was going to show up, you know, show up with uh, Miro or whatever. But um, I thought uh, the, Adam Cole, or the Adam Cole thing was like, okay, man, just, you just right in there. Right in there. Your contract, your contract ended. You said, yo, I'm going right now. <laughs> I'm going right now to be with my friends. And, you know, that's his people. That's his... That's his friends and stuff. And a lot of them know each other. A lot of them like wrestled in the independent scene and know each other and stuff. So mm-hmm. 
Um, I I was kind of thinking like I would love to see Adam Cole, however long Kenny Omega is going to be the champion to fight at Kenny Omega for the title. Right. I like to see that because a lot of because a lot of people forget, and a lot of people don't know unless you followed the Bullet Club and followed Adam Cole and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and all them. When Adam, everybody knows the tradition with Bullet Club when you get out, when you are the leader and then you, your contract's up or you end up leaving the club. You get kicked out, literally. You get attacked and then the new leader comes in and that's how the transition happens for most. And everybody remembers when Adam Cole left, what happened? You know, Kenny Omega, um, Marty... The villain, he came. Marty Squirrel. Yeah, Marty Squirrel. Yeah. They showed up. They formed the, the Bull Club again, and then they did the little kiss, the kiss of death, if you want to call it, which was very iconic, ironic that when he came back. Yeah, the Young Bucks kissed him and stuff. Or Kenny, Kenny did too. Kenny got I the back see, of his oh, head. I didn't see that. Kenny got the back of his head. Um, so it was just interesting to see that. But... So you say you got something for AEW fans or just AEW in general? Both. Both. Because I found it interesting that AEW based bases their matchups off of victories, wins, losses. It's all about the wins and losses. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan has a title shot with Kenny Omega. But Dan Bryant hasn't had a match yet. Yes. So how is it that this man can enter this new establishment and already get a title shot? Okay, are you blaming AEW or can you blame the Dan Bryant? That I don't know because... Because let's be real, CM Punk could have said the same. CM Punk was like, he said that. He was like, yo, I could... He said, it wouldn't have made sense for me to do that. Right. To jump right into this, so he was like, "Well, but a- you also got to take into account CM Punk hasn't been in the ring in like." But he could, but it's CM Punk though. It's the name, it's the name. So CM Punk off just off a of name alone couldn't be like, "Yo, title shot, right? What's up? I need that, you know." But Dave Bryan, like I said, been wrestling for a long time and stuff. Been wrestling longer, fresh out, fresh out of WWE. You know what I mean? Getting the title shot. I don't, I'm not really like upset. I'm not like upset about it. I just think like I'm not. I'm not upset. You just need. You just need I just think you need more. Because listen, I said I personally believe Hangman. Hangman is gonna beat Kenny Omega for the title. That's that's, that's Hangman's. That's Hangman's title to win. And that's what I because him and Omega haven't had a match yet, have they? They haven't had their. Yeah, I don't think they had their match yet. See, and that's. But he got took out. So he so he he got written off. Mm-hmm. He had a baby. So now he's on. Okay. He's, he's going. You know, to be with you know on that on that leave on that paternity leave. So in the meantime, so now you got to have. You still got to have competition for Kenny Omega. You still got to have him have stuff to do. Yeah. So fighting like come on in a big then it's like I think I, AEW did that for like that's ratings. Mm-hmm. So you can't get blaming for like trying to get that ratings and stuff. Like that. I, I, I'm not. I'm not blaming them for 
I'm not blaming AEW, but I just find it to be so like I find I just find it to be interesting that you know a new person comes in and automatically they're they're put right into the title spot, you know, instead of like building up because like he could have did something where he took on like he had like first match should have could have been with Adam Cole, you know, could have been with Adam Cole. Um, and then you have it where no one loses because we could have had it where the young bucks could have came in and interfered, caused disqualification, or you could have had a no contest because you know time expired because they live by that time rule. Yeah, if you have a time expired, what do you do? You know, you it's a draw, right? You know, you can do there's there's different ways you could have brought it where. Kenny Omega, I mean, Dan Bryant, we see Dan Bryant in the ring, you know? So, that was that. Got to get the fans what they want, man. Got it. I understand. I understand that's 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 Tony Khan. I just said it earlier. He gives the fans what they want, but it's just kind of interesting that you say you give the fans what they want, but then the win-loss records matter, and Dan Bryant hasn't had a win or a loss yet. But it's Dan Bryant. <laughs> It's Daniel Bryan, bro. So I wanted to also um, get into what both of them said about leaving the WWE and about Vince. Um, there was a little rumor that was floating around saying that apparently the plan for Adam Cole was for Adam Cole to become a manager on the main roster and was to manage a heel, Keith Lee. Yeah. Adam Cole said he has no knowledge of this because that was never brought to his attention. He was never told this. So that was one thing. Another thing he brought up, he brought up how Vince really wanted him and wanted him on the biz, wanted him in the WWE, um, had very high praise for him. Uh, didn't really want to leave, but felt like he he felt like he had to because he accomplished what he felt like he accomplished. He also made reference to his Twitch account, which was a big thing. He yeah. didn't want to get rid of his Twitch. Um, but I really want to talk about Daniel Bryan. Bryan Danielson. Red Dragon. Whatever you want to refer to him as. Because his comments on the WWE and Vince McMahon is the ones that stood out to me the most because he said that Vince, that the WWE gave him or offered him a luxurious deal, which would allowed him to compete outside with other wrestling companies. So, also New Japan, because he really right. wanted to go to New Japan. So, for anybody that thinks that the WWE does not want to work with other companies, that was a prime example of them willing to do that. He also said that Vince really wanted him. But he felt like Vince was going to pacify him, not allow him to do a lot of stuff. Like, and it made me start thinking about it. And it made me think, too, do you remember the match where Daniel Bryan got injured and Triple H and him came out and told him he couldn't compete no more during the match and Daniel Bryan was refusing yeah. that? That's why they pacified him. 
when they know that you have sustained a certain amount of injuries, they're not going to let you risk your life. Because let's be honest, I think we talked about this. When lawsuits happen, that's the target right there. They are the target. It ain't Impact, it ain't New Japan, it ain't gonna be AEW, it's gonna be the WWE. The, when the concussion lawsuits was going on, so many people were fouling file, these lawsuits against the WWE, and some of them have not worked for the WWE in years. And they died, and they didn't die under the WWE's watch, but people still felt the need to sue the WWE because of this lawsuit. So you think Vince and them is thinking to themselves, hey, we don't want nothing happening to you. Right. If something happens to you, we're at fault. Like, it falls on our shoulders. So, made me think like, Dan Bryant seems like, or felt, feels like he's that type of person that is like one of those, like Deontay Wilder, when Wilder had his fight with Tyson Fury, and he got mad at his trainer for throwing in the towel. And he said, dude, I feared for your life. Like, I didn't want to see you die. Right. And Deontay Wilder was like, if I die, I die. Like, I'm going to die in this ring. And it's just like, why do you, like, I was thinking about that, like, just that trauma of seeing, like, I, it's like it seems like there's like a warrior spirit type of thing. Like if I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die where I stand type stuff like that. And it's just like, you know, I'm like I'm just looking at it too. Like, dude, you got a family, dude. Like, you got a family. Like I look at Darren Bryant, like or Brian Danson. You got two kids and a wife. We've seen deaths in wrestling. Right. You know, like I was thinking about it earlier today, and I was just like, yo, can you imagine how like the fans felt seeing Owen Hart die? Yeah. You know, during that episode, or if his God, I'm his kids was not present because they was in Canada. But could you imagine how his kids would have felt if they would have been live in that arena, seeing seeing their father fall how many feet up from the air, you know? Or there was the one wrestler in Mexico that died, and, and Rey Mysterio was a part of it. Like, Rey Mysterio hit him with a 619, and something happened, and he, like, died. It's like, do you understand why they're like, yo, we don't want you taking these... These risks, these bumps. These, these yeah. risks, these yeah. bumps. Look at how they treated... Alexa Bliss. Right. You know, Alexa was not doing nothing for a while. She would still make her appearances. She would still do stuff. She'll be in tag team matches more because in the tag team, you're not really. Yeah. And Nikki Cross did most of the work. Right. Yeah. Um, makes me think about Paige. You know, Paige is like, yo, I still got something. I still feel like I can go. And I'm pretty sure that when her contract is up in the, in June, which apparently that's June of next year, I'm pretty sure Paige is going to make a phone call and end up going somewhere else right. because they don't want, they're like, yo, no, we, no. Nah. <laughs> you sit back, we can have you come in for little spots here and there, but you're not getting into any in-ring competition. Right. And... It just made me think about that. It made me think about, you know, how a lot of people bash WWE. 
but you really got to give them their respect because they look out for the talent. Like as much as people say that they don't look out for the talent and it's not really you hearing Vince not look out for the talent is always, and I've always bring this up because everybody wants to attack Vince and, and that it's more so the people beneath Vince and watching the dark side of the ring, which we are going to get into. I already knew the director of talent operations mm-hmm. or talent management, the, the role that JR had, and now John Laurinaitis has it. That's the role. That's the position that if I was, I would never want that position in, in wrestling because you are responsible for the talent, talent relations. You are in, you are, your sole responsibility is making sure that these wrestlers are good. Right. And you got all these people. And it just made me think about that. So I don't know if you had anything to say in regards to what I just went on a rant about. <laughs> nah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I agree with you saying. I feel like WWE or more so Vince McMahon gets a bad rap. Like he's just this bad guy and he doesn't want nothing, you know, he doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't get along. Well, I mean, he he doesn't get along with some people. You know, he has his 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 uh, feuds with certain people or whatever like that. But I felt like this man off more so cares about his talent. And he wants the best for his 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 um he wants the best for his talent or whatever. And like I said, Dan Bryan just wanted he just Dan Bryan just felt like I just want to wrestle. Like I just want to wrestle. I don't care if I'm hurt, whatever like that. If I'm hurt, I'm hurt, whatever. I'm, I'm I I just want to wrestle. You know, I was like, you was talking about with CM Punk. When CM Punk was talking about, he's like, he felt like I, I was gonna die there, because he felt like he, he was, I was working hurt and doing all this, and people weren't listening to me, whatever like that. So it's just like, uh, it's, it's 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 hard. You know, it's hard to really like, like I said, because I can't. I just think we just had to kind of like stop getting on Vince about a lot of shit, because it's not really all Vince fault, right? You know, but it's like Vince is just the easier target to. Cause he's Attack. the head. Cause he's the head. Of, yeah, he's the head of the table. He's the, the the head of the snake, and it's easier to pinpoint that to anybody else. Yeah. So, it's just, I, I don't know. I just I feel felt I felt like that. Um, and it's just funny when you see or hear other people talk about when they leave the WWE, they never really bring up anything bad about Vince. But um, you brought up CM Punk. That is true. He had his first match back. Um. It was a good match for him, you know. Uh, they they paid homage to Bret Hart and, and one, the, two, three yeah, kid. the one two three kid. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of people don't understand what that spot was about. It's kind of like that young rookie against the the grizzled vet. Yeah, you know, and it's the oh, I got you, you know. And that's the that's the style of like that's the psychology of wrestling that a lot of people really don't get into or don't look at. Um, but I, I felt like it was a good it was a good return match for him. Yeah. Um some people felt like he shouldn't have won that match. 
But I thought about it, and I was like, how can he not win this match? Right, in Chicago. <laughs> it's in Chicago. His first match back, and right. he's fighting Darby. You know what I mean? But see, and it's one of those situations where, to me, neither one of them lost. Right. Darby is as over. <laughs> it's a star. Like, that's like one of their top stars right. at AEW. He's, he's over. You know, even with him and Sting, you know, them having that little, him shaking Sting's hand and then yeah. bringing up Darby and them all lights to stand and ring together. It was a good move and it made, it was a solid look for all three of them. You know, and now we are seeing that CM Punk is feuding with Team Taz. I liked Taz's promo that he cut. When he was just like, I'm sick of this warm welcome bullshit. <laughs> because I feel like there's some fans now that are starting to like be like, all right, you know, like you're back. Okay. We're happy. There's no need to be doing all the things you're doing. Like I I don't like him jumping in the crowd. But you know what, though, man? It's just good to see CM Punk is happy. It's He's good to happy, see him man. happy. But I just... But for me, like, okay. I, I I think with me, I am the I am the wrestling fan that prefers all heels. I love heels. Mm -hmm. I do. And there was no one better as a heel than CM Punk. True. That man... Could could just detonate something and go ballistic. Right. Like he's he's a good person that can be a heel or face. He can be a good tweener. Yeah. But I always prefer that heel. You know. And this is I don't know me seeing him like I understand you're happy. I get it. I get Dude, it. Him shouting out his wife. Come on, shouting out AJ. <laughs> I get Come it. Come on. I get it. I get it. But you can't get mad. You can't get mad at the love affair, bro. It's just like no. It's, <laughs> It's a good time. It is a He's good time. A good it is time. a good time. But I'm saying I can relate to Taz being like, I'm sick of this bullshit. <laughs> like, Yo, let me tell you, I think Team Taz, other than Team Matt, the Matt Hardy family, family foundation, whatever these HOF or something like that, it's the worst faction in AEW. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Gotta rank them. Diamond Mind? Oh! <laughs> Terrible. Retribution. Well, Retribution dead. He's been dead. But I'm saying, but I'm saying. Retribution. Okay. Team go. Taz. Team Taz. And the Hardy the, Joint. The Hardy Joint. Is there another one? Can we throw a fifth in there? Nah. I don't see any bad. I don't see another one. The Jinder Mahal and his boys? <laughs> Shaky and <laughs> fear. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't know what we're going to call them, but, you know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, man. Diamond Mike, I think, got to be number one. <laughs> Diamond Mike got to be number one, dude. It's terrible. I hate them, dude. This, I hate Diamond Mike, bro. This is the, I'm like, why? Like, y'all hype me up for all this. This is just trash. I hate Diamond Mike. Uh... Number two, Team Taz. 
Retribution, the Hardy family, the, the Hardy family, I, uh, I think it's the HOF, and I'm going to go gender, <laughs> Veer, and, 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 and Shanky. Okay. It's just, I, I just, I remember. I hate, oh, my God. I, I heard you that. saying that. You know. Diamond Mine is trash. <laughs> Team Taz is trash. You got a stupid son hook. <laughs> stupid Will Hobbs. He was all right for a minute. He's stupid. The only person I like is Ricky Starks. Yeah. That's the only person I like. <laughs> he got the most potential. He got the most potential out of all them. And, I, <laughs> and he's funny. Like, he was like He's like a miniature rock. I can see. I can. He got I, a little bit of that rock swag in him, you know. And then like they got rid of like Brian Cage. He didn't left. He didn't left the group. And he Brian Cage is you know he's lost in the sauce. Yeah. Did you did you hear how his wife has been going in on AEW? Well, what you want him to do? Which I didn't know that his he was married to Melissa Santos. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah. Then oh my god, I remember her from from. What the hell was the name of that wrestling fad? It was the one with it was the one with um Vampiro. Uh not in WCW, right? Nah. This was he was he was the Triple A and not Triple A um Lucha uh Lucha uh, Lucha Underground. Yeah. Lucha Underground. Yes. Because Johnny Mundo was in there. That was when he was yeah, Johnny Mundo. Johnny Mundo, yeah. Um Prince Puma, Ricochet, you know, and then Pentagon was in there. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so there's a pay-per-view coming up for the WWE in two weeks. Yeah. Um, is it two weeks? Yeah, it's two weeks. Extreme rules. <laughs> no, it's not two weeks. It's, it's actually a week from today, a week from... This Sunday. Not extreme rules. That's a lot of people are saying that. A lot of people are like, yo, it's non-extreme because there's not a match in here that has any stipulation to it. Right. So right now we have universal title. We have Roman Reigns defending it against the demon, Finn Balor. You 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 pause for a minute. Am I assuming <sighs> that you feel like they're bringing the demon back just for him to lose the Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't... Paul Heyman said it best. Paul Heyman said it on SmackDown. He was like, you know, Finn has to dig back and go back into his his inner demon to fight the, the, the tribal chief. And it's like, yes, I know, but come on. Like, when Finn came out as the demon... Roman looked at him like, am I supposed to be scared of you? Like, that's how he looked. He was just like. You know, let me tell you something. <laughs> you know, and I said this on my Facebook. I said, listen, man, I never seen somebody get, have so much pressure put on him like Roman Reigns. With all this stuff, like he got Demon Finn coming back. He got he had Big E on his heels for a minute. You got Brock come, you got Brock coming back. I'm like, bro, I be stressed, bro. But Roman walks around confident as ever, not worried, not phased. 
When he Not said, listen, bit. when it comes to Brock, when he was talking to Paul Heyman, he's like, I'm going to smash him too. When he said that, I was like, dude, he know what Brock Lesnar brings to the table better than anybody on the current roster right now. He mm-hmm. knows. And for him to say that with that level of confidence, like, I'm, listen, when it comes to Brock, he getting this work too. You He's got it, like, dog. Like I said, work. that man is the greatest superstar on WWE roster right now. That's a fact. The man is the GOAT. The man, the man is the man right now. That is a fact. <clears throat> so let's get back into this uh card. So we have the SmackDown Women's Championship online, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. Uh, the man getting that one. Yeah. Unfortunately, we have, Bianca. <laughs> we have Damian Priest defending United States title against Sheamus. I got Damian Priest taking that one. Uh Raw Women's Championship, Charlotte Flair versus Alexa Bliss. I'm going with I'm going with Alexa Bliss. Listen, this I am going with her too, but I have my reasons. I I think I don't know what your reason is, but I'm gonna tell you my reason. My reason I believe is that they're trying to get Charlotte that 16 before her contract is up. Okay. And she dips. Okay. I'm gonna get into mine a little bit later. Okay. Because it, it plays into our deeper conversation that we're gonna have. Um SmackDown tag team titles, the Uso versus Street Profits. Oos. Yeah. Yeah, this is I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the Oos. It's it's lockdown. Um Liv Morgan versus Carmella, which I believe is the pre show. Liv. <laughs> I got Liv too. Um it, we still got we still got this week. This week is to go home show. So add, maybe like add something else to it. Yeah, I really like I said, I think we're gonna have Biggie versus um Bobby Lashley. Uh and then we might start seeing some of the extreme stuff getting brought into the equation. Or it might just be the fact that it's extreme rules that all the matches are extreme rule matches. Could be that. Right. You know, it doesn't have to have the stipulation added to the match. It could just, it's just be extreme rules in this. Yeah. Everything goes. Even the commercials for it says the one time of the year when anything goes. So, could happen. Right. Um, they did announce that Crown Jewel, at Crown Jewel, yes. Brock Lesnar will be facing Roman Reigns. Yes. They did not say that the WWE Universal title was on the line. I saw that the Universal title was on the line at, at the Saudi show. Didn't I didn't see that. I did see something else, though. Apparently, on SmackDown, one of the SmackDowns in October. It was like, yeah, I, like the first week. It's Drew McIntyre. Versus Roman Reigns. Versus Roman Tate. Oh, my God. And it had me sit there and say, this is WWE, like, kind of fumbling the ball leaked. a little it bit. It got leaked. Yeah. But, but do you think it got leaked on purpose? I don't know because kind of get people like, hey. But then you just avoid the fact that well, no, because if it's early October, Roman will still have the belt. If it's later, if it's after Saudi, you know, depending on if Roman's going to defend the title at Saudi or not, you know. But. I mean, I, I 
I wish they didn't put this storyline right now, but I can understand why they have this storyline right now. The Brock, the Brock Roman. Because you want to have it, but we all know that Roman's not dropping a belt. But you want to have this right now because you want to just continue to build, like I've always said, build that mystique about Roman. Um, I love this storyline. I just wish that this fucking Finn and Roman storyline wasn't in the mix yeah. of it. You know, but it does, like I said, but then it also adds also adds that mystique. Like you said, look at what he's all dealing with. He's dealing with Finn. He's dealing with Brock. He had Big E at one point. Technically, he still technically has Big E around him because yeah. on SmackDown, we've seen them two square off and them holding the belts. There's a footage that's, I don't know if you've seen it, from this past weekend at a house show. Triple Threat. Triple Threat. Bobby. Bobby and yeah. Uh, Roman. Yeah, I saw that. Oh. I was like, that had to be a good-ass match. Yeah, but then there's this there's this video, and it's very interesting because it's like the it was like the representation. There's like the definition or the presentation of two different champs, and you see Roman, mean mug, serious face, bell in the air, and you see goofy-ass Big E sitting in the back wiggling his hips and shit like, it's just funny because you see how intense and focused Roman is, and you just see Biggie just being a goofball in the background, right? Like just being. Just, but that's him, though. That's, right. that's him. But they're saying like this is, like this is a perfect like little picture of like how this is represented now. Yeah. Um, I had a conversation with my brother about it because my brother was like, when when he seen Biggie and and him together. He was like, they're going to unify the belts. I was like, no, they're not. Like, so what's the point of this? I was like, Survivor Series. My brother, who's not really entrenched in the in wrestling anymore, doesn't mm-hmm. really know what goes on. So I have to kind of put him on everything. So I was like, nah, they're not unify. They're not unifying the belt. They still have the draft. The draft is actually in a couple weeks. He's like, they still have it. Yes, they still have it. Um, and what's going to happen is Biggie's going to officially go on the Raw. Um, and at Survivor Series, we're going to have. Biggie versus Roman. And then if the Usos still are the tag team champions, we're gonna have the Usos. And if the New Day won the tag team titles just for that one like week or two, yeah, boom, that's what you're gonna have. You're gonna have that, you're gonna have that, you're gonna have the champs face off and all this other stuff. And he was like, Why don't they just like kind of like unify the belts? I was like, they they're not gonna do that. Um every time, but listen, it, I, Every time they even tried to do that, they always created another belt. Right. Anyways, they always done that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you might as well keep it the way it is. I know we just said, just end the brand split. Right. Just end the brand split. But it's like, every time you see, even if you think about them unified in the titles, all they're going to do is just create another title again uh, uh, later on. They're going to have like SmackDown or whoever has the title, then Raw is going to, we got to have a new title. It's going to be the WWE Global <laughs> Championship. You know what I'm saying? Or the WWE. Uh, oh, remember the made-up titles from like the, the game? They're going to have one of those. They're going to they're gonna go on the game and like look at like, yo, let me, you know. <laughs> The WWE Peacock Championship or something like that. They go have some colorful ass, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, they go start taking names from like other companies that never wait 
uh, the uh, the open weight champion or something like that. Oh my you know what god! I mean? or, anybody in the weight class can get the belt. Anybody in the weight class can come get this belt. <laughs> Who wants some? You know what I mean? So it's just like listen. The least you go see is if they do. If somebody wins, the somebody from like like Roman would be the perfect person, the ideal person to win both the Universal and the WWE Championship. Right. They have both. I'm gonna have both. How about that? I got both now. Right. And I'm gonna be on both brands. And I'm whooping everybody's ass on both brands. How about that? So how do you feel about okay, so what you saying that how do you feel about the a match that was announced for this Monday? The the uh, New Day versus the Bloodline? Yeah. I'm I'm cool with it. You know what? I felt like that was a uh, that was a um they're they're trying to increase the ratings. I feel like that's a response to AEW. I honestly feel that like they, they was like, "Yo, we gotta." And now you about to have the big dog on Raw with him like how long? Two that's, years. Two years. He hasn't been on Raw in two years. Two years, bro. And then we also another thing when you talk about my bad to even go back to Roman, we got Seth. Yeah. In the cut, like so, Roman got a big plate. Let's say that Seth thing is gonna be a good three four month run. And Edge. We still can't forget still about can't Edge. still can't forget about Edge. You got Drew. Mm-hmm. Next year, he could be busy. Yeah. Next year, Roman going to be busy, man. And you can still throw in Bobby. You can still throw in Randy Orton. You still got AJ Styles in the cut. Yeah. Definitely does. So, um, to get into, we, we talked a little, we brought him up a little bit earlier in the pod and um, this is going to start leaning towards the more down dark side of this podcast Um, prayers to Triple H yeah Um, Triple H since our last since the dynamic duel last episode um, Triple H was had some surgery emergency surgery done on him uh and apparently they're told people are told that they're not to speak to triple h about anything wrestling um man it it really has me thinking about the state of what he was going through or what he's been going through since the whole ordeal with AEW and NXT and then the, you know, the rumor mills of Vince not liking the stuff, getting yeah. on him and all this. And it's like, you know, this is when I'm like, as wrestling fans, we need to just stop and just enjoy the product. Because we don't know the impact that what we're doing like our rants and our getting upset and going on these epic rants and cussing out and doing yeah. all types of stuff. We don't know how that affects. Like, like I said on this, we're a small podcast that's trying to grow, but I look at other podcasts that are dropping every every episode they they speak on the numbers that they have the numbers of people that they get on their streams and their lives and all this other stuff and how they're consistently bashing 
products, bashing the WWE, talking shit, saying all this stuff about Triple H, saying all this about Triple H and Stephanie and and, and all this. And it's like, y'all don't know the effect that has on them. Right. You know, we don't know exactly. And no one really is disclosing this that happened to Triple H. Like the new NXT, NXT 2.0 um, was produced by Shawn Michaels. Yeah. You know, which then has me thinking, and this goes back to when we were talking about NXT 2.0 and what we thought, and we both was, we both openly agreed, we're just going to wait and see. Right. You know, we're going to wait and see. And honestly, with the exception of the set, which gave me, I think you said it too, it gave me that TNA impact vibe type of setting. Yeah. You know, just how like the the stage is set up, not the stage, but the, how the crowd is set up gives you that look where it's like they feel more involved or they feel like they're more into the ambiance of the arena. Yeah. And I'm watching it and I'm like, this, it seems like nothing changed. Just, just the setup. Just the setting. Everything just felt the same. It still felt like old NXT. Yeah. You know, so a lot of people just like, oh, this is the end of NXT. And it's like, I don't see it. Especially when I hear that, you know, Shawn Michaels produced that show. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> I, I, I just think the only move that he probably felt like maybe we shouldn't have made was moving from the network and put it on the team. But I understand it was probably like money deal. There was money involved. Mm-hmm. I'm probably sure like the, the, the talent got more money some more money out of that. So yeah, like, and that's more of a, of like a, of a, NXT is more of a, a wrestler's wrestling show. Right. You know what I mean? So, they probably like, yo, we want, we like, that's why some of the people didn't want to leave and go to the main roster. They say, I'm much rather stay here. Cause this is more my, more my speed. This is more my vibe or whatever like that. Yeah, it really felt like the same thing. And then it was like, yo, they got like Rick Steiner's son on there. Which they're not acknowledging. Acknowledging, like, which is weird. Like, because I was like, I was looking at him. I'm like, yo, this dude looks familiar. I I don't know. It might have something to do with whatever issues that Rick Steiner may have with the WWE. I don't know that for sure. Yeah. I didn't do my research on it. But it, it's just it's just interesting that they they did not bring that up. But um, yeah, man. I my thoughts on the whole NXT 2.0. Like I said, I didn't see nothing wrong with it. Um, I'm glad that Tommaso Ciampa won the belt. Yeah. Because I feel like you need that veteran. And now you look at the the roster now, and Ciampa is one of the vets. He's one of the locker room leaders. You know, it's him and Gargano and and all that. Could we possibly see the Gargano-Ciampa feud up again? I, I mean, my surprise, I really don't want to see that. I don't. Yeah. Uh, maybe Kyle O'Reilly um, or maybe Rick Steiner's son. Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn. You got him there. You know, so the opportunities for champion, I mean, for the, the people to contend for that title is you got a good, you yeah, got right. a good amount they, of people. Then you got the feud with Hit Row and uh, Legardo El Fatismo. Yep. So you got that. That's a pretty good, you know, situation you got going on. You still got Rico Gonzalez still running sh- rough shot. And let's not, let's talk about one of the 
I think this was probably if if I can visualize this like if I can visualize this, I might say this might be one of the most surprising moves, but probably the most probably the best move. Mandy Rose. Mm. Mandy Rose changed her hair color. Yeah. And just looks like a complete badass. Right. Like, I'm like, yo. And then it goes to make you think, what is it about NXT that gets, like, it's just something clicks. And people feel more comfortable, feel more like I can. I think it's just the 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 people that's running it. I feel like, you know what, I, I think that's why we can see, people can see, like, wanting WWE, like, the main roster to kind of, like, go from Vince and this crew to to this crew. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw someone, JTG was like, listen, I think, like, he don't want to see them sell it. He said, yo, you should just give it to Shane. Let Shane run it. I think that's what, I think... Like I said, with AEW, it's like fresh. It's like I said, it's fresh and new. It's young, fresh faces. That's what WWE needs. WWE needs young, fresh, new ideas, new people running rough shot, new people making the calls and stuff like that. That's what you need. Mm-hmm. You need to kind of have that changing of the guard. You really do. Yeah. And I think that's what how it is at NXT. You got a lot of guys that work there that's been that's been wrestlers. That know the business. You got a guy like a trip, you know, like I say, get well, Triple H, but Triple H knows the business. He's he's been groomed to be in this position. You got his best friend, Shawn Michaels, there, who's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. You got uh William Regal, who's one of the best you know the business. You know, guy wrestling so Dustin, if Dustin Rose is still there, like who knows what would have been happening if Dustin was still alive. You know what I mean? Like, but you got like, but like I said, now you had to move on, but you also have like Tyson Kidd there. Yep. It works a lot and behind the scenes and stuff like that. You got other people there too. So Road Dog. Road Dog and and um Matt Bloom. Albert. Albert, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was like, Matt Bloom. <laughs> oh, Norman Smiley. Yeah. Is a, is a trainer back there. But Norman's been like, you know, guys that you you know what's crazy? Guys that weren't big names, but like, dude, when it comes to like backstage doing all that stuff, they don't people know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They definitely do. They know what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? So they definitely do. Yeah. So you know, prayers prayers out to Triple H, man. Yeah. He's he's one of one of my top guys. I yeah. have him on my Mount Rushmore. And especially with just like like outside of stuff, you get to learn more about Triple H. You learn more about who Hunter is. You be like, yo, this dude is amazing. He is one of the best people. Like people want to know how all these certain signings and these. You know, people that we never thought would show up in WWE showed up, man. It's all because of Triple H. It's literally all your man. Sting would have never showed up if Triple H didn't make that phone call. Right. You know, like, yo, it's it's time. You know, even though we, we jokingly say <laughs> that Triple H buried all WCW. But at the same time, Sting had to agree to that. He had to. You you had to you had to kind of like all right the story like listen all right but you know Sting still lives yeah. Sting, <laughs> Sting still lives so so man oh but it's time to it's about to get real oh man 